The long and winding road leads us here to the doorstep of the postseason. One win, a little bit of help away from ending 17 seasons of misery. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Now, how many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? He throws. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to the Red, White, and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast. This is episode number 24 of the um, of the show. Matt here, and Alex, how are you doing today? I didn't know that human beings can go through puberty twice. Oh, that's very fun, Alex. <laughs> oh, how, how oh, long have you told? I did not warn you that I was going there. I just thought of it now, when your voice cracked when you said 24. Um, so I, I do apologize, but it was too good to, to pass up. <laughs> well, to all the listeners, I do apologize for the uh, for the croaky voice. It's uh, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, obviously, that's why I wasn't on the previous podcast. So you have to bear with me and my uh, my croaky voice. So maybe I'll get Alex to do all the uh, all the talking again. And I want to apologize too because I lost it in the last on the last show. I I. I went off script the whole thing. I had a list of things and stats and numbers that I wanted to talk about, but instead I just let my heart get the best of me and I just lost it. And uh, so that show was, was pretty wonky and I apologize to my co-host at the time. I'm sure he just was embarrassed for how disappointing I was, but I, I really need to let my, my brain do the talking and not my heart when it comes to Buffalo Bills and Josh. Uh, Allen. It is fine. I mean, I listened to um, our friend over the Patriots Nation UK podcast. I was listening to their one um, a couple of days ago. And, oh, my God, how they were more bashing Josh Allen, barely giving Bills, especially the defence, any credit for what's actually gone on. I mean... I guess I guess when you win, as long as you do, you lose all humility too, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think I once heard him say how bad Brady was yeah. in that game. I think. Maybe maybe he's just fearful. Maybe he realizes that this might be the year where, even though they're four and zero, I mean we exposed some weaknesses in their offense. So, yeah. but they still have a stout defense. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, no matter definitely. How, no matter how well, uh, poorly their offense might play going forward, uh, they're still going to win the division. But hopefully, exactly. it's last year. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Josh will be over his. Uh, his demons and uh, come oh, week we'll sixteen, yeah, come we'll... week sixteen, we may actually um, knock him off the uh, knock him off the perch. Let's surprise a few people, right? Let's surprise them. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to start off um, with the with the news as usual. Um, obviously, we've got a, we had a roster move, which was um, the Bills releasing tackle Connor McDermott. Now, I've just seen a. a a tweet just come through that he's now just been claimed just as, just now by the uh, by the Jets. So any any hope of him coming back onto the team is now well and truly gone. I obviously I put out there is is it do you think it's a case that they're gonna wait till Saturday, four PM, the least they can make that decision to whether they're gonna call up Davis Webb if Josh Allen's not gonna go. Um whether 
they're actually going to call up Duke Williams, which I know loads and loads of people want to see. And he's even been playing special teams in practice, according to um, Joe Fairburn. Well, uh, Joe Bruschela, sorry. Get them. <laughs> um, or is it going to be a free agent or a trade signing? Uh, real quick, um, uh, just seeing e- the e- the uh, the verified ESPN Fantasy Sports Twitter page put out their list of big players that are out in Week Five, and they have a picture of Josh Allen. So I I mean, no Bills reporter that I know is saying that he's out. He's still being mm. listed as questionable. But if there's any indication of anything. ESPN is saying, well, ESPN Fantasy. I don't know if these are the same guys who do actual NFL reporting because I had a conversation with my friend Rob the other day about the differences between fantasy and real football, and there are a lot. But ESPN Fantasy Sports has Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, Dylan Ramsey, all the guys that we know are going to be out, but they also include a picture of Josh Allen as out for the week. I don't think that's true and by the time this podcast comes out uh it should be cleared up but just uh, as of right now for you and me to see this this is shocking to me but yeah uh, to be honest until until it gets to to saturday 4 p.m i'm not really going to believe anything that um that really comes out unless it comes out from well i think with the concussion rules you have to announce earlier than that mm. because he well... does uh, level five of the concussion protocol system means that he needs to be cleared by an independent uh, neurologist. So I think that yeah. has to happen by tomorrow at five, I think. Okay. Five o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say until then, I'm not, I would take everything as, um, yeah. as gospel at the moment. I mean, that obviously leads into, to all this news recently that we've seen about, Stefan Diggs being in being in Duffs, being in Buffalo here and there. <laughs> then you got today I've seen AJ Green apparently he's gonna be traded by week six to the Bills. I just I just sometimes love to see some of the some of these reports, especially on accounts that have only just been set up or have had a few followings or a few tweets. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Especially how they can actually gullible get people gullible into actually um, into believing it. Right. right. Uh, it's to me, I can't, I can't see any of those moves happening. I think, I especially. Mean, it would be great. Yeah. You know, um, but let's let's just um, let's just fan the flame a bit. Who hmm. would you rather have? Diggs or Green? To be honest, to be honest, they both have their um, their, their different points. I mean, obviously, AJ, you've got someone that's been league, been number one. He's been an elite wide receiver, coming off an injury, getting the other side of thirty. I think what day one thirty two now is he, something like that. And yeah, you have got Stefan Diggs who yeah, Diggs is thirty one, Diggs is twenty five. So. Probably long term, you're looking more digs, but then you're gonna get for him the Vikings if they are gonna trade him, they're gonna look for high picks for him. But he's someone that you can have that chemistry with Josh Allen for the next four or five years, and the way he's improved year on year. Okay, this year he's had a bit of a downwards downward spiral, but so's most 
of the Vikings' um, offense because Adam Thielen, he hasn't had that many um, big games. And then with A.J. Green, you've well, got Thielen him was, as... Thielen was a world burner last year, but, I mean, this year it's just all on Kirk Cousins just not getting those guys. Mm. And and A.J. Green, he, yeah, he's been he's been top of the game, top, one of the top wide receivers since he's come in. But obviously, it's his age now that's getting to him and also... The fact that he's coming off, uh, what was it, foot or ankle, or was it a ligament issue? Yeah, yeah. So consider this then. Diggs for a second, or A.J. Green for a third, what are you doing? A.J. Green from what? A third round pick. I would probably say, well, judging by some of the receivers that are in the... um, they're going to be in the 2020 draft. Yes, I'm looking. Yes, I'm looking ahead to the 2020 draft mm-hmm. already. <laughs> um, the amount of wide receivers in there: Judy, Ruggs, um, Chavolt, CC Lamb. I will probably say take AJ with your third round. Mm-hmm. You got he's he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway, so. Yeah, if he's going to be a free agent, then maybe you can get him for like a fourth and a seventh because they don't—they're not going to want to pay him being so injury prone. They're not um, going to be expecting. I mean, he shouldn't be expecting to really get paid uh, for one year of AJ Green. Yeah, I'll do like a fourth and a sixth, a fourth and a seventh. But yeah, yeah I'd love to have to. Re- I'd love to get to resign him for years, maybe one more year. You know, I think. I think if you can go for for both, I mean, with with the wide receivers, as I say in the draft, you've got you probably best take Green, have him have him as your number one in inverted commas for the um for the rest of the season. You yeah. probably get him to a team friendly two year contract possibly, and then you've got that if they do decide to use their first or second round pick on on a wide receiver, you've got someone there. Yeah, I, bet you, I bet you they wouldn't do that though. They probably won't. I think, I think, and we'll talk about this later in the um, later in the season. That their main their main looks are going to probably be edge, and possibly wherever they decide the opposite of where they decide to put Cody Ford. So if they put him at guard, I think they're going to look for a tackle. If they put him at tackle, they may look at guard. But, it's it's one of those interesting ones where anything could really happen, to be honest. Well, anyway, no matter what, I don't think the Bills are going to make a trade. I think that, I mean, as a fan, I'm burned from the Kelvin Benjamin trade. And I know that McDermott and, and Bean aren't nervous or scared to make a trade again. But uh, I think that they're more willing to do it through the draft. So I guess our receivers are going to be who they are, no matter if it would be great to have Diggs or A.J. Green. But, Mm. uh, I mean, we might have a new wide receiver this week. Uh, Let's talk about that 52-man roster situation. Yeah. I mean, as as I say, I I did put a a little tweet out there. I think majority of people probably saying that it's going to be Duke. They'll probably get um, called up, but as as we as we mentioned, it, until probably tomorrow, or probably when this podcast comes out and people listen to it, the decision's already made. But you're looking at potentially Saturday four or five p.m. 
Buffalo time the decision who was going to get that spot. To me, I think it's going to be, it's probably going to be uh, Duke Williams probably stepping up. I think the fact that Josh Allen has actually had, um, obviously he can practice non, um, non-contact and he's actually been in full practice today that I think he probably will be will be playing. I mean, I sent out a I put out a poll on on Monday or Tuesday, um, asking everyone, knowing that we've got a bye week in week six and him currently in concussion protocol, would you sit him for the week and actually um give him two weeks to recover? And just go with Barkley, like against the Jets, or if he comes out of protocol, do you play him straight away? I think with that, I got the majority of the 86 votes were saying play him. What do you think? <coughs> to be honest, I would probably say sit him. I think. Yeah, me too, kind of. Because he's, oh yeah, he's had that, he had that bad performance. He threw those three interceptions. One of them, I still believe should not be, should not have counted the one third one where I think it was Zay Jones had his foot out of bounds and his hand on the ball. Technically, I still um, receive a uh, possession that shouldn't have counted regardless of whether he actually had two feet in or not. Um, but I think you give him that extra week just to get over, actually just sit then you'll see what happens. I mean, Barkley came in like last year against the Jets. They weren't prepared for him. Okay, the Titans have come out and said, yeah, we'll be prepared for both of them. But you've got Barkley's come out. He did well, apart from the tipped interception. But I think you'd be comfortable with him for one week, leading up to that bye week. And then you've got Josh actually just having the extra time just to just to relax. And obviously try and get over the concussion even more do you think that do you think i mean uh, to play devil's advocate because even though i kind of agree with you isn't this game and i'm probably going to say this every week because every game is pretty much a coin flip i think mm. like aside from miami there's no yep we're gonna win this one i think this one's important i mean when we break down the matchup in a little bit uh we match up pretty evenly so this is a game where you're going to obviously need your defense. Every game, you're going to need your defense to win the game because our offense is quite middling. Um, do would I mean, yeah, I guess I would trust Matt Barkley with it, but I would love to see Allen just come out and be a world breaker, you know, and just be like, prove everyone wrong um, because he had one bad game. But then you think long-term and you think, yeah, uh, let's sit him in for the next two weeks. Have him get his head right, especially his confidence, maybe just to recoup it uh, mm. without the potential for it to get worse. Because if he blows it in the Titans game, then things get worse, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if Barkley loses, then you can pretty much just blame him. But yeah, 3-2 uh, and two is pretty would look pretty bad. Um, it's a really interesting thing. And I, I mean, I don't envy the coaches in this scenario. Yeah, I think... I think either way, I still think it's gonna we can actually come out of um 
out of Tennessee with the with the win. I think no matter what actually happened in the last game, we know our defense is going to to stop them. It's it's just a case of which one they're going to go and can obviously Alan learn from mistakes, which he said he keeps saying. Yeah, he keeps saying it, and you, that's not really something that you want to be on repeat for, you know. Yeah, and I think what I was, what I was reading was Belichick actually said that part of their plan was to get Josh to try and play the hero ball. Yeah. To try and get him in that situation where he needs to make that play. So I think he got done a bit by, by Belichick's coaching, but then again, on some of them, he still needs to learn when to throw the ball away or take that, um, take the sack, even though we don't, we shouldn't be encouraging him to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like what Brady said uh, in his response to the Josh Allen situation. Just, you know, uh, Tom Brady's talking about how he, he he's doing the best he can to take care of his body, throw the ball out of bounds. Mm. Uh, if you see a sack coming, just go down. I mean, Josh is one of those kids. I mean, we were all 23 once. Didn't you feel invincible at 23? I did, you know. Yeah, I, I, kind I, of. I eat two full burritos, and then I would go out and play a hockey match for two hours. You know, I, think... I can't do that now. I think with me it was um, too much drink, so I probably was a bit, a bit more fragile more than anything. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's, guy his size, you know. I mean, he probably he wants to be. Who doesn't want to be Superman? But I don't exactly. know how many times the coaching staff has to get it through to him that he can't. Yeah, I know. I know he wants to put the put the team, put the um, put the city on on his shoulders, but. This is my this is my only criticism of him. He's got to be more smarter. Yes, I love the fact that even if the long balls don't come off and all that, and the short passes may may fall short. Yeah, fine. I don't I don't really care about the incompletions. We know he's actually trying and pushing, and actually trying to make himself better, make the team better. But it's the smartness of when to throw the ball away, when to go down, when to slide. Slide. Yeah. Not not dive. I mean, yeah, fair play. He, he, he'll become a runner. He picks up yards with his feet. But he also, he also should know that if he slides and he does get touched on the head, that's an extra 15 yards because he's technically running. He's technically giving himself up. Flags will come flying if he slides and gets gets touched. Yeah, and I think, I mean, he, when he's running, it's on third down when he, like, really wants to get it, you know? So he's mm. trying, like, extra hard, fighting for that extra yard, and it's just like, oh, don't do this now. Like, every time now he runs, every time he runs now, I'm going to panic. That's yeah. not how I want to watch football. No, no. I mean, luckily my voice was actually, um, was gone on Sunday because... I would have actually, I think, I don't think I'd even be on this podcast right now if yeah. it was a, if I was, if I had my voice on a, on Sunday. Yeah, I think my missus was kind probably. of happy when I was actually watching it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but hey-ho, it's, um, it is what it is at the end of the day. I mean, let's go in and talk about the, uh, about the Titans game, both, uh, three and one Bills against the, um, was it two and two Titans? Yeah. I believe. So- Two, two quick things, real quick. Um, uh, a quick funny story. 
you know how on Facebook has the memory thing or whatever? Yep. Uh, I look at mine all the time because I'm a nostalgic sap. So I see yep. one 10 years ago. My God, 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> I said, Trent Edwards sucks. I'm done with him. Then in the comments section, a guy and a girl who I know who uh, don't know each other at all started arguing about it. <laughs> to be fair, her only argument was that he's hot. Uh, I don't think she won that argument, but more importantly than that, it means that at one point I believed in Trent Edwards. Mm. And I think that means that at the end, I'm really the loser out of the whole situation. Yeah. I think so many really good Bill's uh, Facebook posts from the past. It's really fun and sad to go back and look at that. Well, what would be ironic is they were arguing over that and if they ever hooked up. Um, <laughs> That would have been that would have been funnier. Ten years that, on, they were together. Yeah, yeah. And well, your, uh, he hates kids, and she has two of them now, so I don't think they're going to work out together. Ah, fair enough. Uh, uh, my second thing is, and this is super on topic. Have you seen Noel Gallagher on Hot Ones? I've seen bits about it. I don't think I've actually watched it quite. I've seen little bits of tidbits. Yeah. All right. So I'm obsessed with Hot Ones, the YouTube channel uh where guests celebrities come on and eat increasingly hot wings while being interviewed uh the interviewer the host uh has some of the best questions for these guests and they're super uh caught off guard by how good the questions are and their brains their stomachs and their asses are on fire mm. uh, i would suggest watching it. the noel gallagher one is really entertaining and he he even does shout out buffalo the city not so much the bills but he shouts out buffalo quite quickly but I was watching that before we did this podcast, and I thought it was it was just very intriguing and super on topic. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously, I th- I've seen, I saw a little clip of it. I didn't actually yeah. go into into actually listening to it. Yeah, were so, you big? Were you big on Oasis in the nineties? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was pretty much anything. Yeah, there, Oasis, Blur. Uh-huh. I think obviously with the with the Britpop, the um. Britpop uh, divide, and you're either Oasis or you're Blur or you're Blur and you're Pulp. Or stuff Spice like Girls. That. Yeah, I mean, really important well, not stuff. The, not, <laughs> not the Spice Girls, but on those sorts of things, I think I listened to, I listened to anything. I think I was a really good Oasis, Oasis fan. Yeah. Oh so. man, they were just putting out some jams back then. I mean, we uh, look at it now, and they're like, oh, they were like, they had those like three or four songs, but man, those iconic songs really good stuff mm. um so anyway <clears throat> uh i know Moving we said on. we're going to talk about the bills titans but i have one more thing okay uh, a prepared statement which by yes. prepared i mean i want to talk about josh allen real quick and this is all off the cuff okay so i i was i feel every week i need to come on here and defend josh allen i had this whole bit where I was going to compare his numbers to his draft class. And at a certain point in my research, I was just like, no, um, don't do that. It's not my job to, to, lo- to make people like or to change people's minds about Josh Allen. Mm. Uh, I feel like he's all we talk about. And, and, I, and I know it's the most important position on the field, and he's our quote-unquote saving grace or whatever. But, yeah, I mean uh, – this is a team sport, and there's a lot of other pieces that this 
team has that can lead them to success. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, though, yeah, yeah, it does all come down to the quarterback. I know I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> I mean, remember, I mean, there was that one year when Manning, where the Colts lost Manning, and they became all of a sudden the worst team in the NFL. So, yeah, the quarterback is important. Yeah. I guess the point of what I'm saying is that I don't know what I'm saying and I don't know what I'm supposed to do or what I want to do. So so your prepared statement is now just turning into a a big ramble. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I mean, do I push the panic button, you know? I mean, I was literally ready to break down the All-22, and I thought to myself, just, just calm down. Mm. It's probably like the more I know and the more I analyze, the worse I'm probably going to feel because just we haven't had a quarterback in 18 years. Um, so I, I feel I'm just going to stay in my lane and try to stay as optimistic as possible because it's better than the alternative. Mm. Uh, I'm going to try and take it easy in my criticisms of Josh, but also he's going to get it when he deserves it, you know? Yeah. No, so that's kind of where I'm going to go going forward. I'm not going to defend him to to my grave, but I'm not going to throw him in the trash bin after yeah. one and a half years, you know. Exactly, exactly. So let's uh, get on this week now. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's a rant or prepare statement over. It was like 50-50, honestly. I was going to go somewhere, and then I went somewhere else completely. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> but yes, Titans versus the Bills. Let's go. The Titans' defense is good, and that worries me. Uh, they're fourth in points allowed. They're plus five on turnover differential, for, ranked 14th in passing yards per game, ranked 15th in rushing yards per game. Like I said earlier, this could be a dangerous game to get Josh Allen back in game shape for. What do you think? Um, to be honest... It is a difficult one. I think. I think the defense, yes, most of those numbers do seem to put them on quite high. But I've seen them about in the in the ten to twenty um, ranking for for total defense. I think, regardless, I think if Josh is there, I think we could they could get something out of it. I mean, the last two times we've played, we've only beaten them by by a point. So we know, regardless whether it be Allen or Barkley, it would more than likely be a very close game for it. I can see, I can see if Allen goes on there, that he will have that bounce back. Hopefully, the um, the concussions actually knocked a bit of sense into him, mm-hmm. and that he actually will play. Um, he will play sensible. But to be honest, I. This is where I'm a bit undecided on the Barkley and Allen. Part of me say rest him for that for that week. Just just let him sit. Yeah. And then go after the bye week because it'll give him more time to prepare. And we say we know what we can get with Barkley. He came on in relief and actually led a couple of good drives against New England last year when the Jets were relative and actually good in defence. That they actually um that he actually put up good numbers against them as well. So doesn't it scare you a little bit that we'd be trotting out a bag of quarterback, a guy who's played for like seven different teams? I mean, nobody wanted to keep him. Do you think all of a sudden you just 
get into a system that fits you or or is he just always been bad i mean i'd love to say oh he, style fits the bills offense perfectly but i mean we've seen him in one game and uh, one quarter and that didn't you know i mean he wasn't able to lead the comeback but and this interception was unlucky it's just I don't know. It's another one of those things where I'm like, man, I just, and I said this the, the other day, I wish we were playing the Dolphins tomorrow, uh, Sunday, you know? Yeah, I yeah, think... Be the perfect bounce-back game for us. Yeah, I mean, it is a case, it is a case on there that I think Barkley's landed it probably in the right, in the right system. I think his plays of actually, um, or playbook actually suits what Barkley's about was even so much so that for Allen, when he's actually been practicing, he's been doing he's been doing drills and and um, and plays which would be more suited to Barkley. So whether it's a case that they're trying to get Josh Familiar to actually try and expand his book or the offense that they're trying to run, they've actually got for Barkley. I think he's come into the right system with us. I think. The others, yes, he started a couple of games, but again, he was more is more toing and throwing different systems. But coming here, just learning for a whole year and an off season with um, with the ball, I think that this the system that we're trying to play suits him suits him to a T. And should Josh actually not be able to go, I'll be quite happy and comfortable with Barkley coming in as relief if it is for one game a quarter two quarters however many it is I would feel that the system that the ball runs and the skill set and the strengths that Barkley has which is the short to intermediate throws will see us will see him be a bit more successful like it was against the Jets and as I say last year the Jets defense was better much better than the Jets defense they had this year. Is it? I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe the Jets defense is just a product of their offense being so bad. But, I mean, on the Bills' official injury report, Josh is listed as a full participant in practice Friday. Wednesday and Thursday he was limited. So I think that really leans to him playing no matter what. And I'm sure this coaching staff is right or die Josh Allen. Mm. Uh, he's the one who's going to give them – who opens up the playbook the most probably. So – um, and, that, and you know, you know the league. I mean, it's concussions are for wimps. Go out there and play football. I mean, they still have that mindset. I'm pretty yeah. sure McDermott is that old school kind of defense first kind of guy. Go hit your head. Go get up there and play more football. So another another one for you. I saw it again today when I was scrolling um, scrolling Twitter. Do you sit Singletary for another week, save him for after the bye week, and let him run loose on the Dolphins? Because obviously he's been in full practice. It's ha- it looks like his hamstrings feeling a lot better. But do you risk him for that one or run with the same sort of plays that you had with Gore and Yeldon against the Patriots? Sit Singletary for that week, get him into the bye week even more healthier, and then release him against the Dolphins where he'll probably have that breakout game. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was limited all week and he's still this, this questionable Um I think that I haven't broken down the strengths and weaknesses of the Titans' defense. So it depends on the game plan. Without 
Singletary, you only have a north-south run rushing attack. You can't attack the corners and because you're not going to run the bow healed and Yeldon's only going to be there in passing situations. So mm. maybe you could exploit that. I think that would be more of a Matt Barkley thing. I might have said all of this in the Patriots podcast. I wasn't drunk, but I don't remember it at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think the check down game will be stronger with Barkley to Yeldon. So it's out of what's better. Is it is that better or is Singletary doing more east-west runs where Gore does north-south and Yeldon sits? Which one beats the Titans defense better is what I would say because I bet you he's healthy enough to play. If he's at 100%, maybe not. But I think with the bye week coming up, you're like if he if he dings it again, then he'll get healthy in a week. That's maybe the mindset. Yeah. That's kind of what I would do because I, I don't know, honestly – I think that with all of the negativity surrounding Josh's performance against the Patriots, mm. if we lose to the Titans, we're going to get into, hey, we're 8-8 eight and eight again territory. And the only way we're 11-5 and five is if we beat the Titans. So yeah. you want that playoff spot, you win this game. And the only way, to, the best way to win this game is with your starting quarterback and your starting running back. And both of those guys probably need to play someday. Mm. I mean... To be honest, if I was if I was Sean, if and ready to go, you play him with Singletary. I would probably sit him for for at least one more week. I mean, Tennessee. I'm just trying to look at the um, look at their rushing stats on defense. Uh, well, they've conceded in four games, 418. Yards on the ground, average of 3.9 yards per carry, 104.5 yards per game. So, yes, you'd probably say you want Singletary out, but the way Gore ran on the um, ran on the Patriots, I think it's I think the game plan they had with Gore and Yeldon, I would love to see him do it against yeah against the Titans. Yeah, I get that. Um... I get that long that that long term thinking. That's the, that that's the uh, let's let's make sure that this team is ready for the rest of the season. Mm. But um, I, I I'm always been and you can ask my wife this. I'm a short term thinker. Uh, one day at a time. She's always like, "What are we gonna do when we go back home to Buffalo?" I'm like, "I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there." <laughs> so I'm all yeah. about I'm all about win this week. So and that's why I'm kind of saying we start them. Let's that's look fair. at the Titans offense, which is okay. worse than ours. Um, 28th in passing yards per game. Bills are 19th. 12th in rushing yards per game. Bills are fourth. 34% on third down. Uh, mirror the Bills. We're 34.7%. There's 70% in the red zone. We're 72% in the red zone. Here, though, is where things get really murky and don't make me feel that great. 30% of their drives and the score. The Bills are at 25.5%. That's fourth worst. So we're punting a lot. But also, we're turning the ball over a lot. 19% of the Bills' drives end in a turnover. The Titans are at 0%, which means that they have not turned the ball over Yeah. all season. Are you kidding me? There, they, there was one where they uh, turned the ball over on downs, but there was not a mistake turnover that the Titans have committed all year. Unbelievable. Yeah. They're the only team in the NFL right now that has no turnovers on offense. 
so we talk I a lot, and we have to, about ball security. Yeah. Do you take their offense in replacement of ours? Based mm. on the stats that I just hit you with. No, I still, I would still take ours on there. I think. I mean, don't think about, don't think about players. Oh no, 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 no! I think, I think, like the performance. Performance. I mean, yeah. You, what, what was their um, rushing again? Rushing and passing. They're twenty eighth in pass, twelfth in rush. We're nineteenth in pass, fourth in rush. But really, how important is that turnover stat? And especially, oh, you know, the, nineteen percent of Bills drives end in a turnover. Yeah, no, I, the, the turnover one that does worry me quite a bit. If you if you tell me which offense to have, I would still say I would still say the Buffalo offense, not for the players, for the for the scheme that they play on the blocks and actually some of the playbook, mm-hmm. because you don't, as you say, the the Titans are not in the top ten or top twelve of any um, passing or rushing category. Whereas the Bills, okay, yes, their passing is 19th at the moment, but you still got a choice you can either pass, but we've got that, that very strong run game. Yeah, I mean, some more some more maybe disheartening thing. I mean, the Bills' offense is average, and that's kind of what we said we wanted. If the Bills' offense could be middle of the road, then with this defense, we should be good. And I think that's what a lot of the pundits are saying too, but um, breaking down passing offense in, in percentages – I mean, we we are second in the league in interception percentage, and expected points contributed by passing offense is a great stat from Pro Football Reference. Um, obviously, the Dolphins are the worst at negative 35, um, but the Bills are in the negative as well. Um, negative 4% uh, pass, um, expected points contributed by the passing offense, whereas the, you know, the Chiefs are 85 but yeah, only one, two, three, four, five, six teams are in the negative, and uh, we're in there. So our passing, Josh has got to stop turning the ball over. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's what we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think to be honest, I think whilst he's learning and everything that, yeah, I don't mind him throwing the old odd inception if it's a case that it was tipped or anything like that. You can't help, you can't help anything like that. Yeah, or, he's, or he's taking those shots. If See, remember my rant? I said I wasn't going to talk about Josh Allen all show. When he takes the shots, he needs to complete them. He's 0 for 7 on passes over 30 yards this season in the air, air, mm. air yards. Of 30 yards, he's 0 for 7. That needs to get better. One big yeah. thing, though, let's shift it to our defense, though. Here's some positives. The Titans are um, give up a sack 12% of the time when they're going to throw the ball. Obviously, when they're going to throw the ball. Um they lead the league in that percentage. So that means that this defense, if they can dial up some pressure, should be able to get to Mariota. And I think that's when maybe we can force some turnovers against them for the first time this season. Yeah. By I far, think, they lead the league in sack percentage on their offensive line. To be honest, even if they don't get the sacks and the sack numbers, which that defense should be getting, as long as they get that pressure from... The, um, from the pass rush to put him off stride like they did with Brady. Obviously, throwing his low what was 40, 42% completion rate he had, mm-hmm. lowest since 2006, 2009, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. If if they can get that sort of pressure on Mariota, yeah. regardless of whether they get sacks or not, 
then that is the key for it. I'd rather them put the pressure on, force the mistake that way, then attempt to go for the sack, miss the sack completely. Then you've got that gap where Mariota can step up and run or throw it to gain positive yards for the um for the team. I'd rather I know everything's based on sacks and that's what makes a defense. But in my opinion, if you can get that defense that just gets the um the pressure up the middle off the edges, making it uncomfortable, that's where your mistakes can come in, where it's going to be more effective with hopefully the interceptions and decent field position, whether it be run back for a pick six or they make 10 yards from from the line of scrimmage into positive territory. So, so, are, you saying, so are you saying that you only want to rush four and hope that they could beat them? Not, not necessarily rush four. I mean, rush, I don't know, say five or six, maybe yeah, maybe have Milano. You'll have Milano probably covering the running back or, or tight end. So you'll have the front four, you'll probably, then you'll probably have Lorenzo and maybe Tremaine actually um, rushing. You could even have Tremaine as that spy for Mariota because, yes, he will throw it, but he can take off as well. So have yeah. him as spy, rush five. You've got, you've got Trey White can lock down one side you got Levi Wallace, who this he's season... so good. Yeah. He's been so great. You've got those two pretty much now locking down locking down the field. You've got Mika Hyde, who's, I think, he's rated number one safety, I think, by Pro Football Focus or... Yeah, he's having someone. the best season, absolutely, yeah. Jordan Poyer, six. So you've got that secondary, which is going to be able to, to lock down and actually keep the play alive so to speak, for the front five, front seven, depending on how many they rush, to get that pressure on, whether they get a sack or make Mariota throw it away or check down, throw or anything just to avoid the sack. Yeah. So, yeah, people people say that sacks define the defence. Oh, I mean, I, I hope that I'm I'm not. I mean, I hope you don't think I'm one of them. I just think that. Oh no. That, so oh, I was no. just. I'm, I mean, trying to find a weakness in the Titans' offense. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, they don't they don't pass very well. They run pretty well, but you can get to Mariota, and I think that that will be the key to this game. Because honestly, I think this is going to be one of those games where the defense is going to have to really put the offense in a good spot for field position wise. Uh, to get some points because I think Josh might mentally be a little conservative. But uh, anyway, Bills are favored by three. I think that line should be even. Uh, what's yeah. going to happen on Sunday? Bills will win it. I think the Bills will win it. I think I, I'm, I'm going to I'm make a bold prediction here as well. I think not the score. Bills are going to win. I, I can't really tell you the score. I think it's going to be close, probably a point in it or so. But mm-hmm. I'm predicting potentially Dawson Knox to have that breakout that breakout game. I think what he's shown the last couple of games, you're ready to see him break out, be that be that star and be that safety net. So I think that's what I wanted to get off my chest. But I say I would say the Bills win, it'll probably be close. I'll probably say Phil go in it. I'll probably say I don't know twenty one seventeen, something like that. 
I really think that this is going to be a coin flip game. So Sunday morning, I'm going to flip a coin and I'll post on Twitter what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, no, um, look, uh, I, I, I believe in the Bills and I believe that this is the year and I believe that we have to win this game. So we're gonna. And I think you're right. Like, you're right. It's going to be close, but I think it's going to be just like the games of previous. I think it's going to be 14-13. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think either way, we're looking to go into bye week. Well, we're hoping to go into the bye week four and one. Have to potentially have to. Yeah, three and two is probably gonna is not good. Yeah, well, but, it's not bad. But remember, yeah. remembering the Jets game and the Bengals game, I was like, these are teams that you have to beat. They're gonna be your wild card uh, competitors. I was wrong. Those teams are poo. This mm. team is going to be your wild card competitor. They've been nine and seven the last two years in a row. This is the game where you say, "Hey, we're here. We're going to start winning these games now." So they have to win this yeah. week. Yeah. So we were. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. I think we're both. I both both going to say that we're probably going to go four and one into the bye week. Five and one coming out of the bye week, unless the Dolphins miraculously have a um, huge turnaround um look if we don't but, win this week we're gonna have a really bad show sunday night yes yes but as as we say it's sunday night we'll have the re um had the review show maybe we'll have another alex rant about josh allen if he's playing i'm gonna may try have, and take it <laughs> may have me with my voice actually fully back rather than <laughs> croaky and i do appreciate you guys actually uh bearing with me and hopefully understanding a word I've said today. Um, and the next one is going to be a quarter. This is going to be 25 episodes. The next episode will be our 25th episode. Good stuff, good stuff. Halfway Let's to 50. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So please carry on reviewing and subscribing whichever podcast channel you use, whether you use Spotify, whether you use Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker, SoundCloud, Podbean, whatever you use, please leave us that five-star review. Leave us a review. Leave us anything that will actually um, give us satisfaction that we're doing a good job here, whether it be on and, Twitter. And and make our show better. <laughs> yes. uh, on Twitter, ask questions. Get involved. Let's talk. This is a community show. Let's talk about it. We'll do the best we can to get your questions on the show. And hopefully for week six, I'm gonna open up the um, open up on Twitter now. Um, week six, we're gonna try and do a fan a, a mailbag. Yep. So get your questions in. Whether you want to ask us a question on Sunday, we can answer it on Sunday. Or if you want us to save it for the um, for the mailbag, get in touch with us. Give us that question, and we will try and answer it on the um on the show because we've got we've got quite a few things for the um for the bye week coming up so and we need stuff to talk about pretty much so yeah. uh so for this time until next time let's say continue um listening subscribing for alex hi matt have a good evening good afternoon and go bills go sabers oh yeah go sabers as well they won didn't they yes sir yeah one and I. Let's hope make it a double this weekend. Go Bills. Go go Buffalo. <laughs>
Not us. Yeah, not, not us. us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Those on three. One, two, three. Boom.